Welcome, welcome to Be, Be Your Best, a podcast for your relationship with yourself. This podcast covers a wide variety of topics of you and for you so you can be your best. What is your lifelong relationship and decisions for your own well-being? What is your why to your own well-being of life so you can give your best? When you are your best, it is a ripple effect upon your inner and outer world. Let's discover together in this podcast with me, I'm Betty Pierce. We'll cover topics such as Reiki, meditation, mindfulness, and much more. I hold a BA Psychology, Minor Sociology, Reiki Master, Certified Primordial Sound Meditation Instructor, Event Speaker, Life Coach, and much more. Hello, I'm Betty Pierce, and welcome to this episode 67, PTSD Fast Facts. As we pay attention to PTSD in this month of June or any time that you may be listening to this. In this Fast Facts of PTSD, we review how PTSD develops symptoms an individual may have, specifically for clusters and treatments. We also answer questions like, is PTSD genetic? What are the non-pharmaceutical treatments for this? and what regions of the brain are implicated. Before we get started, would you do me a favor and share this episode with one person that you think may benefit from listening to this episode? Thanks ahead of time for considering this, so let's get started. PTSD is an emotional and physical reaction to a trauma. I should say emotional or physical reaction to a trauma. Violence, personal assaults, natural or human caused disasters, accidents, combat, and other forms of violence may lead to PTSD. Did you know that about one half of all United States adults will experience at least one traumatic event in their lives? But most don't develop PTSD. PTSD develops after exposure to a traumatic event that is beyond a typical stressor. An individual with PTSD may have persistent or frightening thoughts and memories of an event. They can experience sleep problems, feel detached or numb, and can easily be startled in severe forms. PTSD can impair the individual's ability to function at work, home, and in society. Jumpy, irritable, haunted by reoccurring memories that they may have heard, that you may have heard called flashbacks. These flashbacks can be triggered by loud noises, a disturbing image, or violent emotion. Untreated symptoms can come and go for decades. The person suffering from PTSD, they just don't remember the traumatic event. They feel like it is happening in the present. When after effects of the trauma lingers, symptoms tend to cluster into four categories. Let's go through those. The first one is intrusive re-experiencing. 
the person loses contact re with reality. Those events feel like they're happening in the present for the individual. They have symptoms of nightmares, agitation, anxiety, aggression, and depression. The second category, avoidance and numbing. The person shuts down and avoids thinking of the trauma. They can come across as distant and lose interest in what they once enjoyed. This avoidance and loss of interest isolates the individual and disconnects them with others. The third one, negative changes in beliefs and feelings. The individual with PTSD hold persistent and exaggerated negative beliefs. They may blame themselves or others for the traumatic event. And lastly, the fourth one, excessive arousal, hypervigilant and scan their surroundings with alarm. They're easily startled, have trouble sleeping and have outbursts of that irritability or anger. Post-traumatic stress disorder is lasting emotional response. The symptoms usually begin within three months of the traumatic incident, but may take months or years to surface. Sometimes insignificant events reawaken what was forgotten or suppressed emotions. These buried emotions lurk below the edge of conscious memory. Under extreme stress, the brain reverts to survival mode, the fight, flight, or freeze response. It worsens when the individual tries not to think about it. It worsens with avoidance and leaves the person numb. Those warning signs of anger, irritability, sleep disturbances, and substance abuse. If the symptoms last longer than four weeks, and cause significant distress or disrupt their lives, then yeah, it needs to be taken a look at, given a diagnosis, um, assessed, and of course, treatment. Is PTSD genetic? Is it genetics? A 2017 study showed that the risk of PTSD is strongest among women GWAS study found American women of European descent, 29% of the risk for developing PTSD is influenced by genetic factors. The genetic risk is substantially lower in men. A psychiatrist or psychologist can give professional diagnosis of PTSD in an individual. PTSD must be severe enough to interfere with relationships or work. Some people can recover within six months, while others can take decades. Treatments respond well to a combination of medication, therapy, and behavior changes. Cognitive behavioral therapy helps people recognize how their thinking influences their emotions. They are targeted interventions to treat experiences of individuals. The behavioral therapies and medications can be used with mindfulness and meditation to successfully treat the disorder.
Now, it is best to work with a certified meditation instructor that specializes in PTSD. Other techniques that benefit someone with PTSD are yoga, massage, and relaxation techniques. Sleep is important and heals the brain and body. Medications such as SSRIs and SNRIs are usually prescribed with PTSD diagnosis. Also, antidepressants relieve symptoms of depression, aggression, restlessness, and anxiety. Let's get into the non-pharmaceutical treatments. The first one is cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. It helps people change thought patterns by talking about the trauma or unearthing the origins of their fears. It is safe and effective intervention for acute and chronic PTSD. It helps to integrate thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. The second non-pharmaceutical treatment is CPT, Cognitive Processing Therapy. So this is also an effective treatment for PTSD. It is a 12 weekly therapy sessions where the person learns to recognize and challenge negative thoughts about their traumatic event. They are given homework assignments in between their sessions. Number three, CR, Cognitive Restructuring. Now this is a short 12 to 16 week therapy. This treatment is designed designed to break harmful patterns of thinking. There are breathing exercises, education, and skills for new ways of thinking. Number four, desensitization. So this may involve repeated exposure to fearful thoughts in a safe environment. The goal is to reduce reactive emotions in a controlled setting. Over time, the anxiety lessens with support um, with a trained therapist is, um, is um, helpful and productive and um, great for PTSD. So let's go on to number five, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is EMDR. Now, this is a technique that involves watching or listening to something, a hand movement, a flashing light, or a tapping sound while concentrating on the traumatic experience. This technique heals the mind by removing the blocks in the brain's information processing center. The second therapy, PE, is prolonged exposure therapy. So this helps the person confront things they avoid, and it includes 8 to 15 sessions of 90 minutes. There are breathing techniques used. Number seven is traumatic focused cognitive behavioral therapy. TFCBT. This is used to help children, adolescents, adult survivors, and families recovering from damaging effects of early trauma. And the last one, number eight, emotional support dogs. These canine service dogs perform tasks for those with PTSD. They are used to calm during anxiety attacks, retrieve medications, 
turn on lights during night terrors, and provide reassurance. <clears throat> so let's get on to, <clears throat> excuse me, the regions implicated in the brain. So there is an almond-shaped mass of gray matter in a region that experiences emotions and recognize them in other people. And traumatic activates this place um, to spark the body's fear response. And it is spelled A-M-Y-G-D-A-L-A. The second part, the region implicated in the brain, is the hippocampus. Now, it's a seahorse-shaped structure and is the center of memory, emotions, and motivation. And then there's the prefrontal cortex, regulates negative emotions like fear. The nentromedial prefrontal cortex, a region for the brain's frontal lobe, plays a role in triggering emotions. Severe emotional trauma can cause lasting changes in the prefrontal cortex. Now, I really should have probably looked at these um, areas implicating the brain and got a better, like, how do you pronounce it, Betty? So excuse me for that. So let's go on. Trauma is linked to the stress hormone cortisol. Other hormones drive hyperarousal arousal to startle easily, for example. The impact of childhood physical and sexual abuse, neglect, um, mental illness of the parent, um, substance abuse, domestic violence, um, and the repeated stress of these parental issues changes the brain, they say, sometimes for life, per a study in the mid-1990s. Are you or do you have a loved one with PTSD? They say that the most important thing you can do for your loved one is to be supportive and caring create calm and a comforting environment. Don't argue with fear and those hypervigilant behaviors. Keep firearms out of the house. Be open to their concerns, but don't validate paranoid ideas. Be patient and help your loved one find healthy ways to release anger. It could be exercise, support groups, music, music, meditation, massage, aromatherapy, or something else. Be ready for violent outbursts. Keep a daily routine. Give reassurance. And avoid news or shows that could be triggers. Most people with PTSD also have one other psychiatric disorder. And some may have three or more mental health related issues. Here are some of the common ones. Anxiety, panic, social anxiety, alcoholism or a substance abuse, depression. I appreciate your attention to this matter, and should you have questions about a meditation practice or Reiki sessions, you can reach me at 563-599-1111.
1-800-273-3007. You can find that phone number also in the show notes as well as my email. At the end of the day, we all have our challenges and suffering. If you or a loved one suffers from PTSD, get professional help. Meditation and Reiki works with those professional providers and is not a substitute for you or your loved one that um, has PTSD. Thanks for listening. And as always, be your best.